Hello and welcome to Galactic Goddess Podcast. I'm your host, Rod Amelia. And today we have a very special guest, Maya Christabel. Maya is a writer, producer, psychotherapist, and she's been doing groundbreaking trauma work. She did her master's and doctoral at Harvard and has been practicing for 35 years. Four years ago, she came out as a hybrid and um, you know she's here now as a teacher and to help people understand their human hybrid experiences. So I'm so grateful to have you on today. Welcome, Maya. Very nice to be here. I really appreciate you inviting me. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm so honored because um, I, I saw you last year on a show about hybrids, and I was just blown away because you're so grounded and centered and so educated and um, you're very knowledgeable on this topic. So let's just jump right in. Um, The word hybrid, now that's a very new term for most people. Would you mind sharing what that means? Mm -hmm. Well, I think in the last decade, our car industry has helped a little bit (laughs) because we talk about hybrids now, we think about cars and we think about them being both electric or gas driven. And in many ways, it's as if uh, the easiest way to talk about being a hybrid is that hybrids have dual operating systems. We're both fully genetically human, and we are also genetically not human. And hybrids are lots of different various species of um, multidimensional beings from not this planet. And there's millions of conversations happening right now with people who have been through hybrid programs, who have memories, don't have memories, know their hybrids, didn't know their hybrids. And like every other word, hybrid tends to like a magnet, it kind of it kind of draws to it the collective perception. And so, you know, part of being a hybrid is to help keep that perception uh, more grounded, more understandable, uh, more data data safe, I guess is the word, meaning that there's lots of information. It's not just woo-woo stuff that, that cannot be true, proven. There's lots of scientific proof around hybrids, uh, mostly from the DNA level. So it's, it is a new word and it is about having sort of dual lives and lots of hybrids don't know until very much later in life that they're hybrid. I've known I'm a hybrid since I could talk at three and, um, and it's been a very interesting journey. That's incredible. That's an incredibly young age to have that inner knowing, but um, what what were the thoughts and feelings that you that you had? Did you just feel like you were from had a connection that was otherworldly, or what was that for you? Well, you know, we we seem to divide a lot of times the idea of uh, hybrids, and then there's huge conversations about walk-ins. Big conversation about that. Uh, there's a big conversation about people who have been experiencers. And so in many ways, hybrids and walk-ins can be experiencers, are experiencers. But um, for me, it was direct um, conversation and direct 
um, transmissions from sort of my guidance system. So if, if you think about developmental psychology and you think about the development of a child, you know, where most kids are not cognitively aware that they're separate from their parents until they're eight years old. Um, those of us who have memory as hybrids, uh, we're, we're brought in in stages of awareness. So of course, when you're three, five, seven years old, it's very magical thinking. Uh, the presences in my life were very, very um, fairy-like, very, um, very fantastic, very magical thinking, because that's the way children are. Then as I grew, I had different presences in my life that met me at the developmental level that I was at. So by the time I was about 12, I was having adult conversations about why I'm here and why I can't get along with my parents and, <laughs> and you know, all those things. And, um, and then for each decade, I'd have a different group of people different presences in my life, different voices, because I'm telepathic. So those conversations just go on all the time. Um, they've been a part of my life since as long as I can, since I was in a crib, I can remember having the voices with me. So incredible. That's so incredible. Now, you know, for some people, it's a very traumatic experience because they their experience and their memories with being a hybrid can be you know really intense i think we had this conversation and i when i first talked to you i was like you know wow this is pretty intense but you for you it's it seems like was it is it traumatic experience to be a hybrid or does it feel you know pretty smooth sailing for you what what are what are the challenges well it, it, there's no smooth sailing at all <laughs> <laughs> but there is adaptation, you know, and some are better to adapt than others. You know, I think a lot of, for another show probably, to talk about the myriad of hybrid programs, because there are hybrid programs on both ends of the scale. There's our military, who have done some pretty diabolically crazy, awful things that have created alliances with multidimensional beings, with with extraterrestrial beings, and uh, for trading information and trading uh, knowledge and experience, there's been these agreements. They've not always been um, ethical in many ways. On the ET side, there are ET races who have created hybrid programs as well. And like any place else in the universe, there's the good guys and there's the not so benevolent guys. And um, so there, there are such different experiences about how one becomes a hybrid, especially if they've been part of military programs here in the United States. The hybrid programs have happened in every country of this world. We think it's, it's very isolated, but it's not. Um, for me, it is about that. It's about the, the way in which hybrids and my experience of being a hybrid is a very isolating, solitary thing. But part of that solitary isolation is that by the time I was in my 20s, I got, I got like my papers that said, you may not talk to anyone, read anything, study a single thing. We just want you to go have a human experience and we'll let you know when you're done. 
so that then you can start talking to lots of people, but we don't want you contaminating our sort of research with you here on the planet by, um, you know, reading every novel and getting on the internet. So that went on for decades and every decade I thought it was going to be over. So I wasn't tell, I couldn't tell my kids and I couldn't tell my husband and I couldn't talk to my parents and didn't have anyone like me. So that part was hugely, um, it, that was traumatizing on some level, I think, too, because you always had this secret you're carrying with you. It's sort of like, you know, it's, it's a huge, it's like, you know, when I started talking about all this about five years ago, it was like coming out, you know, it's just, it was like, by the way, you know, this is who I am and this is what goes on in my life in a day. And so, um, but the loneliness of not having people who I could talk to, uh, is completely sort of modulated by the fact that I have I have presences in my life 24 hours a day, sometimes too much. You know, it's like I don't ever feel utterly alone, but the human part of me, you know, like when I was married, I was like, I couldn't sit down with my husband and say, by the way, this is who I am. You know, he just thought I was weird and I just let him think that I was. You know? So yeah. when, when I came out five years ago, because I had an experience with Dr. John Mack, um, it was like being as a racehorse being let out of the gate. I didn't know what to do first, who to talk to first, who to call first. It was really a bit overwhelming. So that's that is amazing. It's amazing that um, you had that much clarity about it, and that you were guided in that way, um, not to you know, talk about it in a crystal clear way. I think for a lot of other hybrids, maybe they they might not get that crystal clear clarity, but they, um, they're they prevented from knowing. Like there's mm -hmm. like a, a screen or something like that. And then that screen sort of lifts up and all of a sudden um, the information is like, oh my gosh, what is going on? <laughs> what reality is this, you know? And um, it's, I would say it's a pretty, it's so, it's such a personal experience for everybody, you know? And I really love that yours was crystal clear. And I think that makes you a great teacher and guide for hybrids that are unlocking those memories because, um, you know, they could be very traumatic as well. Like some of them are really traumatic and some are really magical right. because right. it seems to me that one, that hybrids also experience their experience being abducted as well right because they're going back to their star family or but it seems like when that portal is open um that boat it, there's both access to both i guess i don't know how to describe that other than saying that there's access to both sides of the coin and that could be very confusing so how do you help people unravel um the confusion or or fear or torment about it because some people feel they feel tortured by it but some people feel really joyful about it and they're just like this is the best thing ever you know like i have hybrid kids and others are like it's not like a fairy tale you know so how do you how do you help people unravel that those when those memories start to come well you know i think that reality is so much more complex than than the human race 
creates meaning about. Mm -hmm. And so the most important thing is to get underneath the fear. Uh, what is the fear? What is the trauma that might have gone uh, with any kind of experimentation or implantation or any of those things? Um, to get underneath the fear and dismantle the fear as, is it real? Is it not real? Is it overcomable? Is there meaning behind what you went through? Um, and is that meaning uh, important to you in how you define the next years of your life and it takes a while because it's really like upgrading your perception of yourself of the universe of others of what good and bad is you know because what's ethical not ethical how could people do this to me I went through all this terrible trauma and and a lot of times you'll hear someone have one particular trauma and they have worked their way through it and they have found they have found something special to them about the experience. That same trauma in the other person it leaves them with nightmares every night. Really depends upon the heart of the person and how they can reframe what most of the time we would call um, really scary and traumatic. Uh, for me, it wasn't scary and traumatic because the hybrid program was me being implanted in my mother's uterus so I I just got born this way and I got born into a family that then I had to find my way through because I was an outlier and I've been an outlier everywhere I've ever been um, and start loving my outlier niche you know but um, you know it takes a lot of re reframing and rethinking and forgiving and expanding the mind about what good and bad is and and then becoming aware of this is a very big galactic story there are millions of experiencers and there are millions of hybrids and we've been around from the beginning of time but this is the first time that conversation has been public yeah and I think it's um, that that's so interesting that you, you know being planted because I understand that um, there can be multiple hybrid species that they plant into the mother's uterus into the egg and it can even if they're it, it, it's different it can be different for each person but some people just get a multitude of different and they're like what kind of hybrid are you and like, uh, multiple choice question here you know what what would you mind expanding on um, your your you know hybrid well that's I think what you said is really really very important because if you think about when 23 and me came out and you could go send your $88 in or whatever in the DNA sample, and which probably gets logged in with the government, frankly. But um, you send your DNA sample and then you get this thing. Oh, you're 62% you're Welsh and you're 28% Native American and you're 6% Chinese and you might have 1% black in you. And that really is all we're talking about here. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's a, it's a genetic uh, pool that we get, we get this profile when we send in 23andMe. Um, so for many people, it can be all of the same sort of, you've got a little smattering of Arcturian and you have a little smattering of the angelic realms and you have a little bunch of this and they like people who used to do epigenetics, you know, they say, well, we'll just take this 
this group because they have a high IQ and we'll take this group because they have more uh, athletic prowess and we'll try to engineer this so that we have super beings like, you know, people were doing in World War II. Um, and it's the same. It's, a, it's just basically an experimental program to see if you bring all these pieces together and you, and you, and you bring it in with human DNA, what happens there? And I have to say that, you know, you got to wonder why they want the human DNA, because we are very flawed. <laughs> you know, we, are, we have a lot of issues, you know. The emotional, the emotional, spiritual palette of human is very, very important to a lot of other uh, galactic groups, and a lot of extraterrestrial species, a lot of multidimensionals. Um, very important to to leave that human factor in whatever that hybrid composite is. For me, I, you know, I'm an interesting person because I don't really care. <laughs> I don't ask a lot of questions because I get so much information in a day, but I'm, I have three aspects to me, which brings up a subject that's for a later time. So I'm primarily from the angelic realms, and that's a very different sort of group of people. Uh, these beings are here to anchor love in the universe and again, keep love as the primary source of all. So I have a very specific awareness about why I'm here. Uh, I have experience with a lot of beings, but what's interesting is about um, four years ago, I had a near-death experience. And when I came out of that experience, I, I had uh, what, what uh, Sheila Seppi would call a walk-in infusion, meaning I had another operating system hanging out with me. And this part of me was my future self. Now that took a lot of getting used to because I could feel I had two sides of me at all times. And one was way more masculine, way more advanced. And I didn't really understand a lot quantum physics wise. And then there was the me I've been living with for the time over 60 years. And it's and and sort of like our new computer, like I was talking to you about my computer, I have a brand new computer. And it's like, I don't even know how to hardly deal with it. It's just so it's a hybrid. And so essentially over time all these aspects of me just fuse into one operating system i don't i don't like when people are channeling and they they let another being come in and talk through them that used to be how we did it okay this time i don't have to ask someone out there or invite in my future self to have a conversation about the future with I'm just a composite, an integrative motherboard. And so it's, I'm present in all those aspects of me all the time. Now that's very new since like just about three or four years ago. So. Wow. It makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I really get it. It's like you're bringing online all of the pieces, like the more advanced pieces and then the, the piece that's been the human all this time. And then act, it's kind of like just activating like your your ley lines. You yep, yep. That's a great that's a great image. Mm -hmm. Great image. Sorry, I and that activation is a really another good conversation too, because there is a lot of it's sort of like I have a lot of clients who come in with trauma stories, and it's like all of a sudden someone has pushed a button in their brain, 
And the next session they come in, they go, well, you're not even going to believe this, but I had a dream, but I don't think it really was a dream. I just, I just knew that this is who I am and this is why I'm here. And how come it took so long for me to figure that out? And I said, because they had to push the button first, you know, it's sort of like you couldn't come online 20 years ago because we weren't consciously ready for whatever your hybrid offering is on the planet right now. But I feel a lot of people's buttons, there's a little switch that gets flipped and all of a sudden <laughs> things that felt so confusing become so incredibly clear. It does so. incredible. It feels like that's part of the awakening. Part of the awakening is understanding the human hybrid aspect as well. Right. So um, I feel like a lot of people might have like a reaction to that, like, well, you know, talking about like, oh, the reptilians are bad or, um, you know, coming to like a hard conclusion when it's not black and white, because right. it's, been, it's just like in our world, you know, there's been good, there's been bad. People have used resources and different things to, to create good medicine and they've also done it for the bad. So we, you know, it's about discernment and and um, and us also having like a, a bit of an open mind coming in because there are times, you know, the times where you, we could just shut it down and, and if we can't have conversations, we can't move forward. And I feel like all of this cancel culture just shuts down conversations rather than invoking you know, like a, a higher thinking, a critical thinking. We have a consciousness for a reason. We're allowed to ask questions, look into things, think about it. What is it like over here, there? Find the contrast, see what's going on. It's our job, I think, as highly intelligent people. We have we have these brains. We should use them more often, you know, instead of just sort of shutting things down because it's too scary or just a cancel culture culture basically just shuts things down so we don't have conversations it, it lessens our ability to communicate and so th these conversations are very important just to explore just to understand just to open the door to this conversation this is a really big topic and there's so much we could cover here but i'm really grateful that right now or at least we're just opening the door and this is flowing because and it helps too because you are so comfortable in in being a hybrid and i think that's you know i think people think of somebody that's really spaced out and like you know like like that's like a hippie you know but you don't have to be like it's all walks of life like we've all been affected like we have a so much more going on than meets the eye don't you think <laughs> well i mean i think that's the whole opportunity here is that we've our world has made a lot of boxes that that we live inside of we don't even know that we're in the box it's it's beliefs like religion is a box we have we have certain boxes that this is how it's always been or this is how we always see things or this is what we think about the cosmos or and there hybrids have been here forever forever and um it isn't comfortable for a lot of people to leave the box. Now, for me, I've always been out of the box, thinking <laughs> I can't even imagine being in the box. How how could anybody be in those boxes? Democrat, Republican, you know, anti-vaxxer, vaxxer, you know, all these boxes, right? And uh, 
And the, the issue for me is as hard as it's been, it is nothing but the expansiveness of being a hybrid because my awareness is so galactic. It's not even local. You know, it's not even my neighborhood or my family. It's the universe is so enormous with so much magic in it that I don't understand how anybody wouldn't want to have this conversation. Why wouldn't, you know, and I, and, um, are we running out of time? We're good. Okay. So when, uh, last, it'll be a year ago in March, uh, when the Senate called for the papers from the Pentagon that said, we want to know what's been going on for 70 years regarding UFO, um, presence on our planet. Uh, well, they gave them nine pages and said, well, yep, it's been happening and we don't really know what it is. That's all they said. That's all they said to the Senate. And then the Senate did nothing with it. Didn't say, well, could we have all 20 million pages of it so that we know what you're looking at? So all of a sudden it's out for two days in the mainstream media. And then you don't hear another single word about it, right? So Dr. Avi Loeb, who is a premier astrophysicist, he's, he's the chair of the astronomy and astrophysics department at Harvard, longest standing chair. He's from Austria. He is every prize winner on the planet. He wrote a book called Extraterrestrial, which, which branded him instantly. And he knew what he was doing because he took on the entire science community on this planet and said, get your head out of the sand. We had, we had extraterrestrial debris come through our solar system and we argued about it so much that we didn't have time to send a probe out to prove that there are other beings on the, in the universe and it left our solar system before anybody could stop arguing about it. So he wrote a book about this particular event and brings up your question which is there are so many things that we're not talking about because we're too afraid to. Because if we think that the world is full of hybrids or we think the universe is populated by a multi-dimensional group of, of all kinds of races, our religion is gone at that point. And religion has been the backbone of how we keep people afraid most of the time on our planet. So you're right. It's people are afraid of these bigger conversations. And I, I think this book has been extraordinarily helpful called extraterrestrial. Incredible. I'll have to get a copy of that. Thank you. Oh, for it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it feels it feels good to have these conversations because why should we, you know, here we are alive and at some point this aspect of us will pass and why shouldn't we just be who we are while, while we're here and and find the deeper purpose of it too if this, you know, not if, but this is going on. So why? Let's let's discover, let's look into it. Let's remove our prejudices and and ask those questions, you know, I'm, I'm excited to uncover, you know, more <laughs> because it's like a puzzle. It's like mm -hmm. a puzzle. And, um, some people feel drawn to it. I do. 
and I think a lot of people are feeling more and more drawn as they're you know awakening they're starting to realize or have memories or you know there's certain imprints coming in that are coming being available to them where they were where they were not available and so you know yeah to anyone who is coming online with this you know you can always reach out to Maya because she's a great resource and um, of course I'll put her information below but is there anything else you'd like to share about about this hybrid conversation well you know I think that there's a lot of people who are very devoted and interested in data and proof, the idea of what to proof. So we have ufologists who are trying to prove that UFOs are in our space 24-7. We have experiencers, we have hybrid, we have people with all kinds of stories that we have this need for proof about to legitimize. And I think my feeling is that this is a spiritual question. This is a spiritual event. All these events are spiritual events. They have much deeper meaning than here's a picture of a UFO that I took off my balcony. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, yes. And how do you feel about the fact that you were part of such a big cosmos that you could see a spaceship off the balcony of your apartment and so it's lots about deeper meaning than most people have time or care to dig in uh, you know we're such an information driven culture that you know data is is very much a religion all by itself and uh, and ultimately it comes down to really simple questions you know who am I in the scope of this universe who is what is planet earth is we cannot be the only ones and if we're not the only ones what does that mean to me that we're not the only ones you know what what do i know about myself if i think about uh, the universe being full of beings that can be seen cannot be seen uh, i can see or i'm just blind to it's just such a much richer, more vibrant conversation to have than the ones we normally have. Yeah, I agree. I th I actually believe having these conversations and, and is like it's starting to call in part of our history because I believe history will be rewritten because it has been falsified and and this has caused a lot of confusion for everyone about who they are, why they're here. Um, and ultimately, I can't think of anything better than to understand who we are and why we're here. Like, why, if we're here, why don't we want to know more about that? Why would we be so shut off to knowing? To me, that's scary. Um, and I was just telling a girlfriend yesterday, like, it was about 20, 2010 or 11, but I felt like something had been removed from my eyes where, um, something had shifted in my eyes where I could start to see like ships and stuff like that and it was very different than what it had been prior like my eyes changed and my my vision changed where I could see things that I couldn't had couldn't see before and so I feel that I feel I'm not so special in being the only one I think this is sort of what's happening and unveiling to many of us is sort of like the veil curtain is like okay we'll take one layer off and then here's another 
and <laughs> it really got me going and I didn't have anybody to talk to at that time I felt really alone and so it's such a privilege to have these kinds of conversations now because we can have these conversations and it's not it's not crazy anymore you know we're we're having these conversations people are having these experiences they're realizing that this is a real thing and therefore um it's coming to the forefront of people's consciousness whether they resist it with anger because it's too scary and that's a reaction that's a trigger or if they're open i think either way people do want more information about it so i thank you for um coming on today and this is a to be continued conversation because there's so much more we're just getting we're just opening the door here you guys but i know we're gonna have a much deeper in-depth conversations about this so thank you so much you're welcome my privilege i'm so happy that we met and very happy to share anything that might be useful today absolutely and um, again you guys if any of you are going through that sort of process of awakening uh, reach out to Maya because she does help guide you know hybrids on this journey and she's a wonderful resource that you can count on so thanks so much until next time much love and blessings to all bye for now